You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, October the 22nd, 2020. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Coronavirus infection levels continue to drop. Another 1,094 cases were diagnosed yesterday out of some 43,000 tests that were carried out for a positive test result rate of 2.7%. Currently, 600 people are hospitalized in serious condition, 226 of them on ventilators. There are currently some 19,200 known active coronavirus cases in Israel. Since the start of the outbreak in Israel, 2,319 people have died of COVID-19-related causes. The coronavirus cabinet is expected to reconvene at the beginning of next week after no concrete decisions were taken on further easing of restrictions during last night's deliberations on the next phase of the exit strategy. A joint statement issued by the prime minister's office and the health ministry said that the coronavirus cabinet had decided to adopt principles of the exit outline, that transition from stage to stage regarding an easing of restrictions will be according to health indicators and not dates. At the same time, 14 days will pass between stages. Discussion next week will address the possibility of reducing the stages in the framework from 9 to 5, as well as the content of each phase. Science Minister Ishar Shai of Blue and White proposed at last night's coronavirus cabinet meeting that the reopening of the educational system be decided based on the scope of infection. He also said that school principals and local authorities should be given greater authority in management subject to oversight from the Health Ministry and IDF Home Front Command. Health Minister Yuli Edelstein of the Likud warns that heeding the demands of the other government ministers, including Finance Minister Yisrael Katz, to quickly reopen the economy could lead to another spike in infection and a third lockdown. Speaking on Khan Radio, Edelstein said that it would be better for Katz and his people in the ministry to work a little harder on compensating business owners who have suffered from the pandemic. Regarding the educational system, Edelstein said that it should be possible to reopen schools in 10 days' time, but he warned that we cannot repeat the mistake of opening schools too quickly, which is what happened in the first wave. The Employment Service reported this morning that since yesterday until 7 a.m., another 3,600 people reported returning to work. With this, 2,580 people, newly jobless, registered with the service. A con reporter says that currently nearly 973,000 people are currently out of work, about 624,000 of them on unpaid leave. In other news, the Knesset Acting Legal Advisor concluded last night that Knesset Speaker Yariv Levine acted properly in nixing a plenum vote to establish a commission of inquiry into the submarine affair, the corruption case in which several of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's associates are embroiled. The decision by Levine, a member of Netanyahu's Likud party, to cancel the electronic vote on a technicality was met with vocal protests from some opposition lawmakers, some of whom said they would appeal to the High Court of Justice. The proposal was voted down on a second roll call vote. In her legal opinion, acting legal advisor Sagita Feek said she accepted the explanation that the plenum had mistakenly held the electronic vote instead of the requested voice vote 
saying that video from the voting showed Coalition Whip Mickey Zower of the Likud approaching Deputy Speaker Mansour Abbas before the initial voting began to request a roll call vote rather than the electronic vote that was held. She noted that Zohar was wearing a mask and it is likely Abbas did not hear what was said. She also said that there was a precedent for a coalition whip to request that a roll call vote be held. This after questions were raised whether Zohar had the legal authority to do so. Defense Minister Benny Gantz has traveled to Washington on a lightning trip where he will hold talks with his American counterpart, Mark Esper. In a statement released ahead of his departure, Gantz said he will be discussing important issues for Israel's security for years to come. U.S. State Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said yesterday that Washington has begun the process of removing Sudan from the list of state sponsors of terrorism. He added that the United States is also continuing to work to get every nation to recognize Israel, including Sudan. Meanwhile, an Israeli delegation visited Sudan yesterday ahead of the anticipated declaration of normalization of ties between the two countries. A private chartered flight flew directly from Ben-Gurion Airport to Khartoum. Finally, this reminder, Israel changes clocks this coming Saturday night at 2 a.m. on the night between Saturday, October the 24th and Sunday, October the 25th. Clocks will be moved back one hour. Daylight savings time will remain in effect until March 26th. The weather outlook, warmer today, mostly in the hills and inland, with hot to Sharav conditions developing, becoming windy along the coast, tomorrow hotter. Saturday, continuing hot to Sharav conditions. Local rains expected toward evening in most of the country, accompanied by isolated thunderstorms, a chance of flooding in streams in the south and east of the country. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 29, Tel Aviv 30, Haifa 28, Beersheba 32, and in Eilat, going up to 37 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.